turn with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 26. I want to tell you a real thing, a true story that happened to me. About four days ago, I was sleeping and, and uh, I was dreaming. And in my dream, I was battling the devil. Now, I was trying to, you know, I didn't know what to do, really. All I could do was pray in the Spirit. And he got right in my face. My God, come on, somebody. And the Holy Ghost was just praying through me. Now, I'm not more spiritual than none of you. I'm not talking about that. But I'm saying something happened. When God was trying to teach me something. Son, the devil don't sleep. If you don't know how to pray in the Spirit, come on. If you don't know how to touch God in the Spirit, he'll defeat you. I got up and I told Sister Janice that. I said, that's what I felt I got out of that, Lord. That if, if I didn't know how to fight back, you understand what I'm saying? See, the devil is defeatable. Come on. Most Christians are running from the devil. Most Christians are, are fleeing from the devil. Listen. It's, not, it's all right to run sometimes, but make sure you know who you're running to. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> huh? You got to make sure you know. Listen, you get tired in this battle sometimes, praise God, and it gets weary. I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on. But you better know who you, listen, if you got to run, you better run to Jesus. See? When I started seeing that, and I started saying, God, what's the message? That my people don't know how to combat their enemy. Most people when they go to church, they have no idea about the devil. They don't have no idea about the spiritual warfare. They have no idea what the devil is doing and trying to do to them. The, Father, the Bible says the devil comes to what? Kill. You know his message never changed? He's still doing the same tricks, the same games. He's deceiving the world today. Heck, he deceived two-thirds of the angels of God in heaven. What is he going to do with you? <laughs> he's shrewd. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He knows how to deceive. But for us, we need to know how to pray. I'm not talking about, Lord, bless my wife and my kids and my house and give me money and pay my bills. And that's all good stuff. I'm not against that. But that's, that's requests. I'm talking about praying. In the spirit. I'm talking about something that bubbles up inside of you. Come on, Holy Ghost. When you know there's something serious needs to be done in your life. Listen, I told Janice, I said, you know what? Most people say, I want to pray for my kid's salvation. How long have you been praying for your, your kid's salvation? Do you pray, oh Lord, save my kids and us four and no more? I'm talking about real intercession, Alvin. I'm talking about something bubbling, something just moving inside of you. Know. Listen, sometimes I'm praying in the spirit. I can't even talk. Because the spirit man prayed. <laughs> because the Holy Ghost is praying. It's something that we need to learn as believers. If you don't know how to fight back with a spiritual prayer life or praying in the spirit, you're not going to win. And the Lord spoke to me that day. He said, son, 
There are, and, and, and there are many people that go to church that have no understanding who the devil is. Right? He's, not, he's right on your back. He's going to wait for the first opportunity to kill you. But he can't do it. Because of the power of God. Because of the spirit of God. Right? Boogie was talking last week. He did a good job. He was preaching on uh, Esther. For such a time as this. You know how Esther had to go through the kingdom. She's chosen queen. And she had to. You know she delivered her. Don't make the long story start. God used her to deliver her people from death. But you know right now in in, in this church. And I can't speak for everybody in other churches, but I know in this church, it says that we're here for such a time as this. We might be a whole lot in number, but we can do a lot in spirit, right? Amen. We can learn to fight the enemy. There's a lot of people outside that door, on that street, most of you all that live around here, are lost. Listen, they die the day you know they're going to hell. Doesn't that bother you? My God, come on, somebody. Doesn't that bother you? Your very community can be going to hell? Amen. Doesn't that bother you? Your very children, or husband, and wife, or somebody that you love can be going to hell? Doesn't that bother you? That ought to churn something inside and say, God, I don't want that. I want to pray in the Spirit. I want to touch you. What did I say? Romans? Uh, I didn't even turn there yet. You know, I remember growing up in this very church, okay? And I, I, I sat in this church and I listened. And I learned a lot, okay? The very first thing I learned about, one of the very first things I learned about was Satan. Who he was, right? If you think for a minute, he's not, he's not ready to destroy you, you got another thing coming. God has given us the tool to fight the enemy. He's given us a weapon, Right? And that weapon is the Holy Ghost. I'm going to share something. I said it over and I'm going to say it again. A church that don't have the Holy Ghost in it ain't God's church. But the Holy Ghost is not allowed to manifest itself and do the work that, it, that the Lord commands him to do. When a preacher or a church stifles him and, and locks him up, the Holy, that's not, it's not God's church. And I don't want that here, Okay. I believe in this church we can experience the presence of God. I believe in this church we can experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he has to manifest himself, right? Amen. It says in verse 28, no, 26, I'm sorry. Romans 8, verse 26 says, well, I'm reading out of the New King James. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our weakness or our infirmities, all right? For we, not, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But what? The Spirit himself make an intercession for us. Listen, I get on my knees sometimes. I don't know even where to start. <laughs> like I sing that song a while ago, God seems like he's a million miles off. Yeah. See, we, we can pray without understanding, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. But we, we pray in the Spirit. See, praying with the understanding is good. But when you pray in the Spirit, it unlocks the power of God in your life. Right? Amen. We see something that we never would have seen otherwise. Because it brings the power of God down in your life. 
to, to, to have victory, to overcome. I'm a Christian that believes, and, and listen, I, I went to church for years. Most of y'all know who I am. I sat in this very building for years. Now, it was, the, word, the word was there. The power of God was there. But a lot of times I was sleeping, okay? I sat under some fine men of God that preached the gospel, that loved God, that wanted to see souls saved. Was I hungry enough for that? Then as I grew in the Lord, I started realizing this stuff is serious, Lord. The very thing that you neglect in the spirit could be the very thing that you're going to end up in hell with, not without. Because you can't make it fighting the devil without the Holy Spirit. You can't make it without Holy Spirit prayer. Seeking God, groaning that cannot be uttered. That inside part of you, the power of God that's in you, the Spirit of God that prays and makes intercession for you. I'm going to ask you a question. You don't have to raise it. When's the last time you prayed in the Spirit? Where you, you, it was just, I mean, you could feel the power of God, right? Just the manifestation of His presence. Just knowing that he, you were touching the Lord, right? Because I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of words don't, doesn't impress God. How many words you say? How long your prayer life is, your prayers are? Because the Pharisees did the same thing. They made pretense and make long prayers. Jesus called them a hypocrite, right? Because they were like dead men's bones. Like uh, the whited tombs in the back of the church. It's all cleaned. But not inside of nothing but dead men's bones. That's what religion does. The Lord spoke to me the other day. He said, son, you want to make it with me? You better get your religion out of the way. You better get your philosophy out of the way. You better do what I say. I don't care what a preacher says. It better line up with the word, right? I don't care what a man says. It better be in this book. If Jesus ain't said it, it's a lie. People say, well, you think you have the only way? Yes. Come on, Holy Ghost. I'm not going to be shamed. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father. The Muslims don't have the way. The Catholics don't have the way. Some of the Baptists don't have the way. When you denounce the Holy Ghost in, in a church, when the Holy Ghost is not permitted, they have a form of godliness. They look godly. They dress godly. They even sing some godly songs, but they don't want the Holy Ghost in the church. My Bible says from such turn away. <laughs> That's a strong statement. <laughs> we have to face the fact that the church world as we see it is dead. It has got off from the Holy Spirit. It's got away from the cross. It's got away from the power of God. I'm not satisfied with my spiritual life right now. I'm going to be honest with you. I want more. And listen, I've been touching God like I've never did in my whole life. Y'all hear me? But there's more to touch. There's more to experience with the Lord. I want the Lord to be as real as you sitting in that, in that chair this morning. When I open my eyes, oh my God, I want to feel his power. You hear what I'm saying? I want to feel his presence. Because I want to leave out of my door to go to work with the a, with a power of God with me. And knowing that God has promised me that he'll give me the peace I need. He'll give me the victory I need. He'll give me the things I need to overcome. Amen. You ain't going to get that without a spirit-filled prayer life. Come on, somebody. Now listen. 
I'm not judging you, salvation. Okay, don't, don't go off in that and say, I'm not saying that. But are you satisfied with where you're at today? If I'd ask you today, no raise no hands. If I'd ask you, ask yourself in your heart, am I satisfied where I'm at spiritually with the Lord? You know, you know, you know the only one that can take care of that is you. You have to desire him. You have to hunger him. That's a scripture in the Bible. I'm trying to remember where it's at. It says, there's going to be a famine in the land, but it's not going to be of bread and water. It's going to be of the famine of the word. You know what I heard the other day? At least 90-some percent of Americans don't read their Bible. That's including church people. And you wonder why people of these false teachers can rise up and tell a bunch of garbage and lies. Because the people don't know. You know where I learned about the rapture? I came to church. <laughs> You know what I learned about the devil? I came to church. <laughs> I opened my Bible. <laughs> Somebody told me the other day, oh, uh, healings are done away with. God uses doctors. You know what I told that guy? I said, you know what? If you'd have told me that before I read the Bible, I would have believed you. <laughs> huh? But the Bible says, if there's any sick among you, call on the elders of the church. Anoint them with all. That the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And if they have committed any sin, it be forgiven them. That's the word of God. I came from the Holy Ghost, right? And our conversation didn't last too much longer. Because <laughs> if you have something to fight back with, there's no argument. You hear what I'm saying? Because the Word is your argument. You don't have to quote from such and such said this, and brother so and so said this, and brother so and so wrote this. Say what Jesus says. His word is settled in heaven. It's not going to change. So when I pray, I got to touch Jesus with, 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 with uh, intercessory prayer. Jesus, the Holy Spirit prayer. He says the Spirit knows our infirmity. He knows what we're going through. And he makes what? Intercession for us. Come on. Somebody said he makes intercession for us. He goes to the Father. Jesus takes that request before the Lord. My Lord, I don't know if you're getting this. <laughs> he is the answer. <laughs> I'm not the answer. You're not the answer. Jesus is the answer. When I first came back here, the Lord told me, he said, son, I want you to do two things. I want you to preach the blood and preach one way. I said, I don't have no, listen, I don't have to argue with anybody. If the Bible says it, it's right. Come on. Let God be true and every man be a liar. When men try, men try to explain these scriptures away and say, yeah, I know the Bible says that, but you better run. If there's a but in it, probably they got some problems. They've already made their mind up that they're not going to accept the word. I had a preacher I talked to this week. And he was trying to denounce some of the scriptures. He said, well, you know, I said, let me tell you something. That, is, it's the, that, that scripture you denouncing is, is, is uh, inspired by God. It's the word of God. And he got real angry at me. I said, it, it says this. <laughs> and I'm not going to get you into what I was talking to him about. But it says this. Oh, yeah, but you know, I said, it says this. And the more I say that, you get more angry he gets. 
I don't care a flip what he has to say. If it ain't in the word, brother, you've lost my attention. And if it ain't, it ain't God spoken, this is the kind of life we need to, 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 to follow, the kind of God we serve. And you're not going to touch that God outside of the Holy Ghost, right? When you pray, Jesus started in the model prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts if you're those indebted against us. Now watch, Jesus is not telling you exactly see those same words. I'll do it. But it's a model prayer. First, we've got to go to the Father, our Holy God. You're not going to do it outside the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. I hate, to, I hate to bust people's bubbles. Can I say, Lord, I'm sorry. Give me this. Thank you, Lord. Bless us for no more. That's not prayer, Lord. If you're having some trouble, if you, 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 your heart is aching for something, it takes intercessory prayer. Holy Ghost intercessory prayer. Where it's just constant going before the Lord and seeking Him. And let the Holy Spirit intercede for you. Because I'll be honest, I sing that song. That's sometimes I feel God is a million miles off. Where's the Lord today? No, he'd ask you, where are you today? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes I'm sitting, I'm waiting. You know, I try a little religious prayer. You know, so I say a few words, maybe get God moving. Sometimes he said, just shut up. Have I got everything to shut up? Lord, I need to remember him. Bless this and do this and then get all this and straighten out and blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Shut up. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Shut up, Blackie. Let me talk a while. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> you ever had that happen? Oh, look, I'm trying to learn. It's hard to learn to shut up. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mama said, tell me about it. All right. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. I'm not going to keep you too long here, I promise. I want to know if you're hearing me this morning, that the Holy Ghost is speaking to your heart. God is calling us to a Holy Spirit prayer, devotion to Him. You see, when you leave this building today, you are responsible for what you do with the Lord. Really. Uh, I'm not, you call me, I'm going to pray with you, I'm going to encourage you as much as I can, but I can't make the Holy Ghost move in your life. You know, so many people put their devotion on a preacher. Well, brother so-and-so said this, okay. What does the Bible say? Come on, somebody. I walk, you walk out of that door today. I love all of y'all, man. I pray y'all make a, have a good week. But y'all going to have some battles, right? Some of you in here are hurting for somebody that you love that's not, that's not serving Jesus, right? Inside, it's a burning, like a burning passion. God, I can't see them going to hell. Lord, I, listen, I, I got my children right now I'm praying for, and I thank God most of them are serving the Lord. But it burns inside of me. I can't fabricate in my mind that they could end up in hell. You get what I'm saying? And it, every time I get before the Lord, the thing that I, I desire the most is to see my children saved. I'm not going to lie to you. And I cry out in the spirit for them. 
that they would come to Christ. And I got to remember, faith is the only thing God listens to. Come on, somebody. He's not going to listen to doubt. When you start saying, God saved them, but I know they're all messed up and you put all these other things in the way. Don't think God knows? You don't think that God knows where they're going and what they're doing? He sees them. He sees you. Right? His eyes are ever before this whole earth. He knows what's going on. Brother Mike, he taught me a prayer a long time. He said, Lenny, when you pray, say, help. Help. Just help. Nothing God don't know what you're going through. It's crying out in the spirit for God to answer you. And seeking him, do you see it? Oh, my God. Verse 18 of chapter 6 of Ephesians, I said, right? Praying always. And he's talking about the suit of armor right there, the, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. But he starts off in verse 18 where he says, what? Pray only on Sunday? <laughs> only on Thursday? Now, that's, you can't walk around praying every minute of the day. That's not what he's talking about. This is an attitude of prayer, right? It's knowing that God is in your heart. And, and, and sometimes I'm, I'm in my dump truck, I'm praying. Sometimes we, we come here, we, we pray. We, and we go on through. Job, that <laughs> and it's always an attitude of seeking God. Always knowing that God is able to hear you at any time of the day that you need him, right? See, God is, God is and, I, and I saw that part about the shepherd. You see, the point about the, the, the shepherd, he knows, the, he knows his children by name. And the voice they know is the voice of the shepherd. It says, a stranger, they're not going to follow. See? Somebody that they're not used to hearing, they'll flee from him. But the Bible says when the wolves come, those kind of people that are hirelings, they're hired to do a job. They don't care about the spiritual well-being of, of, of the sheep. When the wolves come, they run. Because they're nothing but hirelings. They're doing a paid job. Every time a preacher makes this job, this calling about a, a job, he needs to get out of the pulpit. It's not about money. It's not about how much money they can get, how rich they can get. It's about the souls of the sheep. Come on, Holy Ghost. It's about those that are sitting in this church and sitting in other churches. When preachers get to the point where this is my career, then you better get saved. You better get right. It's not a career. <laughs> it's a calling. It's, it, it's part of your life now. To feed the sheep, right? <laughs> the voice of God will speak. When's the last time you heard it? Now, I'm putting these questions because you got to go back and check it out in your own life. Really. It bothers me when I don't hear it. You know, sometimes we go into like a dry valley. You know what I'm saying? And you see God's, like I said, a million miles away. See, it doesn't mean God is forsaking you. Listen, I go through some dry times. I go through some times where it seems like I'm in a desert, right? How about you? <laughs> you feel like the air is dry, your lips are cracked. 
You know what I'm saying? You ever seen them old westerns when them old cowboys get in the desert and then they just one little drop of water? Just one. And they, they start seeing mirages. They start seeing things that are not there, right? Oh, Lord, I feel it. <laughs> How many Christians are like that? They're so dry. And they start seeing things that are not there. So, well, that's God. And it's, it's not. It's a mirage, right? But if you're walking in the spirit, it's real. Come on, the water is real. The life is real. The spirit is real. I don't want to chase after a mirage. I want the real stuff. And it says here, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. In the spirit. Being, being watchful to this end. All, all perseverance and supplication for all things. Now watch, that's the point. When's the last time you prayed in the spirit? I'm not talking about a lot of these emotional fits people have, they bounce around and jump around. That's, that's fine. That's, that's, but I'm talking about really. When you got in your prayer closet yeah. and God moved and spoke to you. When, when, that's the last time that happened. <laughs> Listen, I ain't getting much in amens this morning because you know why? It's probably a lot of you going through that very same thing. I'm not judging you. But when's the last time God moved on you when you felt the presence of a whole uh, uh, listen I had a, a couple of months back I, I told somebody that and then people don't believe me and I don't care if you do it it really happened <laughs> listen I know it's real <laughs> if you go to my house I got a little prayer a little place where I put my chair and I pray in the morning and brother I don't know maybe like Paul I, whether in the body or out of the body I didn't know the spirit of God fell in that little crack and I was scared. I could almost touch him. That's how powerful it was. And, I, and, I, I, and you, know, you get like that, you say, man. Wow. Well, I'd like to have that happen every day of the week. <laughs> and I'm, I'm in my chair. And when I shook myself, I'm laying on the side of my wife. In the bed. People say, well, you, you were dreaming. I, I, you call it what you want, buddy. I remember when Philip was preaching to the eunuch in the desert. And the minute he was baptized, God carried him out and placed him in another city. Like I told somebody, I don't know if I was in the body or out of That was, listen, that was powerful. Listen, and I had a couple of instances, and I'm just telling my, my experiences. I was in my dump truck. And listen, I went, <laughs> of all places, bro, I got out of the dump truck. I went in the portalette. And this, I, I almost fainted because I was experiencing the presence of the Lord. I walked out of this church one time. Brother Mike had been preaching, and I, could, and I was thinking about the message, and I could feel it. My, my knees got weak because God was moving, y'all. Because the power of God was moving. I look for that. If you're satisfied with a so-so Christian walk with God, you know, just... So, so this, a little goosebump here and there once in a while. You're missing too much. Because it's not about goosebumps. It's about a consecrated life. 
Come on, somebody. Consecrated in prayer. Consecrated in the word. Looking for the, for the spirit of God to move. And that's what I'm talking about this morning. I'm going to be almost finished. Let me get a few more verses in. Jude chapter 1. Well, there's only one chapter. Right before Revelation. Verse 20. Now, you know what the Lord told me one time? He said, as a preacher, he said, son, make sure you preach to the heart. All right? He told me when I was a young preacher, he said, all you need is your Bible and your guitar. He <laughs> said, so all you need is a word and a song. And I did that for a while. <laughs> now we got Yvette and my wife and Brother Black comes, and, and we got people to do that. But I love worship. I love worship. And, but I hate dry worship. And talk about for me, okay? When I leave out of this building and I, I'm not filled so to speak, with something, I, I, I feel like I'm leaving empty. If I can't leave out of that door knowing I've, I've got something from God, then I feel dry, okay? But when God gives me something, let me read this and I'm, I'm going to share this with you, okay? I'm going, I might be going ahead of myself. <laughs> Chapter 1, verse 20, like I said, there's only one chapter in it. I want to ask you, how, how many glad that Jesus saved you? How many glad you're going to heaven? But you know between your salvation and heaven, there's so much more you, you've given up. You can have a heavenly experience right here. You can experience the God that made the universe, Blackie. That stretched out the heavens right here. <laughs> then one day he's going to come and carry you out of this place. Amen. Right? Amen. But you don't have to wait to go to heaven to experience God. You don't have to wait to go to heaven to experience the presence of the Lord in your life. And he says this. Verse 20. Let me get my spot real quick. My Bible got some small prints, so I got to find the numbers. <laughs> but you, beloved, who's, who's he talking about? The church. He's talking about the Christians, those that are born again. But you, beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith. Is your faith holy? Is your faith fixed on God this morning? Is your faith in Jesus? Amen. Praying in the what? Building yourself up in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Now let me share something. I don't know where you're at this morning. Seriously, that's, that's, your walk with God is between you and the Lord, right? You come tell me I'm a Christian. I gave my life to you. I don't believe you, all right? Because I can't, you know, that's between you and the Lord. But when I don't see the fruit of prayer in someone, when I see, don't see a desire to get in the Holy Spirit, to pray in the Spirit, to get, draw close to the Lord, then that bothers me, okay? And I don't, I don't justify it in my own life. 
When, when I don't feel there's something wrong, you hear what I'm saying? Then I'm, I'm not saying sometimes you're not going to go through these times where God's going to allow you not to feel Him. It's going to happen. It happens to every Christian. Because He's going to see if you're going to serve Him by faith and not by feeling. Right? But it's time we get back to the principle of praying in the Spirit. If I would have had that, that, that morning, Blackie, in that dream, I th the devil would have might have killed me. Because he was that close. I'm not telling you a lie. I was sharing that with Ray on the phone. Man, we talked about it. It was, it was, he was that close. And I, I, all I could do is, start praying in the Holy Ghost. I started praying in tongues. And I knew something was happening because he didn't stay long. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? Amen. When you have a child or that's sick, and boy, I'm hearing that a lot lately. Little babies. Me and my wife for years have been supporting St. Jude's. Every time I look at that little baby with, with his hair missing, Got cancer at uh, a year old, two, three, five years old. Life just starting. It does something to me. But there's somebody doing something, right? And me and my wife have been doing it for years, sending money to St. Jude's. Because the compassion for those children. Now your child is sick. And the only thing that could help them is whether you're praying in the Spirit. And seeking God for his healing or salvation, whatever it might be. Could they depend on your spiritual walk with God for them to receive a healing? Amen. Listen, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It, it, could go any, uh, it could go anyway. It, it, it could be a husband, a wife, children, whatever. Whatever is important to you. And I had people tell me that, well, I, I'm praying for my children. Okay, good. How much time you spend praying for them? In the spirit. How much time you spend before God? Well, like 15 minutes in the morning. That's great. At least you got 15 minutes. But it should be more than that. Something, you want something bad enough. Listen. Somebody puts their hands on her. I'm going to fight. They're going to kill me. I'm going to kill them. They put their hand on my wife. Because she means, she means the world to me. Amen. My children mean the world to me. Yeah. I'm going to fight. You hear what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit back and say, well, I told them about the Lord, and I just leave it at that. No, it takes more than just leaving it at that. It's time to pray. Come on, it's time to seek God. It's time to press forward in the Spirit and knowing that God is able to do what he said he would do. Amen. You sound like you believe this, brother. You better believe I believe it. Because there's times I needed it, brothers and sisters. Let me tell you something. If I, if I wouldn't have had this in my life, when, when I needed it, I'd be dead today. I'd be dead today. Well, I don't feel like getting into all that spirit praying stuff. You better do it. I, I can't do it for you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Serious. I'm, I'm, I'm talking. Get serious. Get some time with the Lord. Make you a place where you can pray. You and God. Nobody else. Close that closet. Come on. And talk to Jesus. Praying in the Spirit. You don't have to turn there because I've got too much. If you ever read 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it says, My spirit prayed. The spirit man prayed. He made an intercession for us. 
without, you know, with, this is the scripture I want to use. I'm sorry. I'm going to turn it over. I want you to read it. I wrote it down. First Corinthians chapter 14 real quick. We're living in some dire times, y'all. Praise God. I don't personally believe putting in a new presence is going to solve our problems. I don't believe voting for a certain person is going to solve it. It's going to happen because we turn to the Lord. We need revival in America. We need, we need the church to turn back to God. Uh, verse 14 says this in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. If we pray in tongues... For if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Now that's the voice, the verse I want to show you something. Sometimes I'm praying in the spirit. I don't know what I'm saying. We know this. If you ever studied church, you know, church doctrine in heart long enough, tongues is an important gift. It's a gift that you use to, to, to pray before the Lord. Now they have the gift of tongues in the church with prophesying. I don't want to get on. I'm talking about your personal prayer life. When's the last time you prayed in the Holy Spirit in tongues? When you prayed in the Spirit? Just, if you don't speak in tongues, that don't mean you're not going to heaven. Don't, don't get the idea. It's an important tool that God has given for each believer that we can break through. Because we don't know what we ought to pray as we ought to, the Bible says. But the Spirit making intercession for us. So we can learn to trust in the Spirit-led prayer. Because you can sit there for hours. You can think about words, thinking about people to pray for. That's all good. But when the Spirit man praying, that hour seems, seems like 15 minutes. Because <laughs> it, 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 it goes so quick. Because you don't notice. It's the Spirit praying. I've gotten to the point when I prayed in the Spirit. Let me tell you, my hour went, I thought it was only 10 minutes. Because it was so, so wonderful. But you know, I learned when I pray in the Spirit, I get answers, all right? When I pray in the Spirit, I see results. And I'm watching every day in my own personal life. Right now, this very minute, things are changing in my life. And things are going to change in your life. But Lynn, what, what, what should I do? No, I haven't been praying in the Spirit. Ask the Lord to fill you. And pray in the Spirit. Ask the Lord when you get before Him, Lord, I want to experience you. I want to pray in the Spirit. Sometimes it's a groaning. Sometimes it's just almost like an agony prayer. It's just like, oh God, oh God, help me. Oh God, please. Oh God. And it just follows up inside of you. You know what I'm saying? Just some stirring like, you know what I'm saying? How many of you have had that happen lately? See, if I can do this one thing in this church, as a pastor, get you to trust in the Word of God and to pray in the Holy Ghost and trust in the blood of Jesus, Amen. I feel like we've accomplished something. Amen. Because when, the, when, the, when He's going to come back, you're going to be ready. Right? Not because you belong to this church. Because you, you've got in touch with Jesus, right? Those, those things. You know, I, I used to say that when I was working for the Ohio Department. I said, I, I got three things I got to do during the day. <laughs> I got to worship the Lord, do my job, and go home. <laughs> Seriously, if I could accomplish those three things in a day, 
My, my day was full because if I can do, worship the Lord during the day, I can be a testimony for Jesus Christ, right? Amen. And do the job that I'm supposed to do as a Christian, as a believer. And I'm talking on the spiritual realm now. And when Jesus calls me, I'm going home. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. Huh? That's the only way I could explain it. I want to challenge you. Stand up if you can this morning. I want to ask you. And you don't have to raise your hands, please. It's not about picking out people. We're living in dire times. It, 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 to have a spirit-filled believer. Listen, in the world today, it's, it's costly. I'm saying is that it's valuable to. The Bible is very clear that, you know, uh, Elijah was a like passion. He, he went through trials, tests, because he touched the Lord. We still hear about him today, right? Because he prayed and the rain came. You read, read that story about Elijah when, and Ahab, King Ahab and Jezebel? See, when the religion was doing their thing and nothing was happening, God made a very statement to Elijah. When Elijah was on, you know, before the 400 prophets of Baal. You remember that story? If you ever read the, that story? And they were all doing their thing. Huh? My religion believes this. And my religion believes that. And I do it this way. And my religion does it that way. Who the hell cares? Come on. If Baal is, your, is God, then serve him. He said, if, if, if Jehovah is God, then serve him. Right? Amen. But he had to manifest himself. They put this altar up, and, and the prophets of Baal, about 400 of them, they started doing their thing, you know, cutting themselves, hollering, and, and making all kind of noise. And, and that went on for hours. Nothing happened. The God that answer by fire. Let him be God. And after a while, he Elijah started to mock them. People say, you shouldn't mock preachers. Elijah did it. He said, well, maybe Baal is asleep somewhere. Maybe he's on a vacation. And they would holler, oh, Baal. Oh, they would holler, holler, you know, making rackets and all kinds. And, and you know what? After a while, Elijah said, okay, I'll step aside. Let's call on the real God. And a fire came down and consumed that altar. Sucked up all that water and all that. Listen, let me tell you something. A God that answers by fire, let him be God. I don't believe that anybody here that, and I, that hearing the gospel doesn't know that Jesus Christ is Lord, right? I don't believe you're going to choose a false God. But we can, what we tend to, tend to do sometimes, we make Jesus something he's not. By what, what we figure and believe about him. Then it loses the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit in our life because we start justifying sin. We start justifying things in our lives. And what happens, we weaken the power of God in our lives. Let me tell you, I don't care what I say this morning. God is God. He is the power and the glory forever and ever. Nobody is. I want to challenge you. Just bow your head a minute. I want you to ask yourself, Father, is my prayer life spirit-filled? Am I praying in the spirit? I'm not here to judge anybody. 
It's where you need to be with God, all right? I want you to pray, God, give me the spirit-filled prayer life I need. Help me to pray in the spirit. Help me to see you, Lord. Help me to do like Stephen did when he was being stoned. I see Jesus. <laughs> Come on, Holy I see Jesus standing at your right hand. I see Jesus, the answer. I see Jesus, the deliverer. I see Jesus, the hope and faith. I see Jesus, the promise. Come on, Jesus. Father, I just ask you to bless people here today as we leave this church, that in the name of Jesus, that we walk out of this church seek, search, searching for a spirit-filled prayer life, a life of intercession with you, Father God. Jesus' name.